0: Welcome to the Queen Fidence Lifestyle Podcast with image confidence expert, Christy Kennedy. She turned a pink slip into the life of her dreams. Imagine having the confidence to do anything, the boldness to speak up in any setting, and the power to unleash who you are destined to be.
1: Well, welcome back. Welcome back. I'm so excited to bring you a special guest today on the Queen Fidence Lifestyle Podcast. Before we deep dive into a rich conversation with our special guest, we're going to do a wellness for workaholics. I know you all have been going, going, going. It's time to take a pause from the cause and have a mindful moment. This mantra I've been meditating on for the past week is, when the mind is still, the whole universe will surrender. When the mind is still, the whole universe will surrender. When the mind is still, the whole universe will surrender. I want you to ask yourself today, what are you willing to give yourself permission to do, to be, or to have? What are you willing to give yourself permission to be, to do, or to have? It's time to step into your uncomfort zone. Know that I'm with you, I'm cheering you on, and I'm celebrating your change. Without further ado, let me tell you about our special guest, Lisa J. Koss, K-O-S-S. She's the co-founder and partner at Antos Global. Lisa has 25 years experience in global leadership, team development, talent management, executive coaching, and design, and organizational change initiatives. Her proprietary coaching model has been taught in, listen here, nine different languages across the globe. Can we say powerhouse? Her clients include ITT, British Petroleum, Honeywell, Hewlett-Packard, General Electric, Ernst & Young, and countless more. (laughs) This is amazing. Her new book, Leading for Learning, how managers can get business results through developmental coaching and inspire deep employee commitment. Lisa is going to share with us her brilliance on today, so I want you to get those pens and papers out and get ready to collect some precious jewels for your journey open your mind I know you know a lot already but let's pretend this is the first thing you've ever learned in your life and you're hearing it for the first time you're wide open ready to receive what she has to teach us Lisa welcome welcome to queen finance lifestyle how's it going today Hi, it's going great, Christy. Thank you for the invitation. Oh, it's such a pleasure to have you this morning. I am super excited. I'm curious to know what you're going to teach us on today. But before we get into that headspace, we're just going to tap into the heart space for a moment so our audience can connect with Lisa. Who is Lisa off the clock and how do you recenter? How do you recalibrate You know, after long days of helping and impacting the lives of others?
2: Well, I think there's a lot of ways that people reconnect. And especially in this, this particular time in, of our lives, in terms of the pandemic and all, there's something very special about connection. Now, I've always, of course, loved con- this idea of, you know, others as a place to regain my energy. I am an extrovert, although I also need those introverted times. And so I think they both bring me energy. So, I mean, definitely I'm a community person. I love my neighbors. I love to just connect and, you know, do favors and deliver, you know, home-baked bread and all that kind of stuff. And and it really turns into a community. And especially during these COVID times, that's been really important because we're not traveling in our cars so far anymore. And, and so why not create that community really close to home when possible? So that actually helps me feel really connected. Also, I'm, you know, I love the one-on-one in terms of just tennis. I like to exercise. That's a way to connect physically with my And, you know, and really just to every morning, I have a journaling exercise where I think about what's on my heart. And so today, as most days of the week, I sit down with a cup of coffee and I think about what's on my heart, what I want to get out. And then I usually end with my intention of the day. So that's kind of a little bit about me.
1: Mm, I love that. What's on my heart? connecting with the intention for the day. That is so key because I hear it often. You know, we often start our day there in rush mode, but being able to center it, it's so valuable. Thank you for sharing that. I love it. Yes. What's on the heart. So tell us about this new book, Leading for Learning. Lisa, where were you when you decided to write this book? Why this book? Why now? Mm -hmm.
2: It wasn't a lightning bolt from the sky. Mm. It mm. happened over time. <laughs> I was, I've was i been always in, interested in people leaders and how difficult the job is because as I say in the first few pages of the book, people managers, they have both, of course, their functional, technical, deliverables let's just for lack of a better word that they've got to deliver yeah and at the same time mm. they have to help other people deliver and there's something you know that kind of sort of broad set of skills is not taught in schools it's not mm. taught really on the job it's amazing how little leadership development there is and in, in organizations yeah and to the extent that mm. People don't really know. They don't really think about their job as not just helping people deliver their functional area of expertise, but really how to develop leaders. And so my goal has always been to help people think more about taking on the responsibility of getting work done through others in a powerful way, and also to give them the words quite frankly i'm a linguist i started my career as a language person and i i was just you know fascinated with languages and in college it was the thing that i first did i would dive into my language work i was studying russian i was studying french i was studying spanish and i had lots of friends from all over the world and Mm. i got really tied up in this idea of how do you say something how do you say something well not just in another language but even just from me to you in any moment right how do we get across what we want to say in a way that lands and so part of my inspiration was translating our intention back to that word our intention to what we do when we open our mouths and so yeah. my goal of the book was not just to kind of provide a it was a, a certainly a mindset around how to think about being a people leader, but also a skill set that is not only a process of how to get through a conversation in an efficient, effective, and heartfelt way, but also to give the language and examples of what you could say now, and what could you say now, and what could you say now, not to prescribe exactly, but to give people that idea or a direction or a path of how do you get from A to B in a conversation, reconnecting with you know, what you're doing, with what's the process, with what's the heart space around that, and what's the intention. Mm, Good gracious.
1: Wow, that is so loaded. We can go so many different places. And what stands out is that there's so little leadership development. I'm just curious to, to see your perspective, Lisa. Why do you think that is? Because I hear it oftentimes in my sessions. Clients are very frustrated with the ambiguity and that they have not been prepared to lead.
2: Right. And what's interesting is it's as if organizations expect people just to pick it up along the way. And as more and more responsibility goes to each of us and not, not just as people in the workplace, but also as human beings, right. Where we have to kind of take over every aspect of our lives because organizations are, keep shelling out responsibility. Like you're in charge of your own, keeping track of your own career. You're in charge of keeping track of your own, you know, check out at the grocery store, go and check yourself out. Right. So everything's being outsourced to us. And so leadership is another thing that's being outsourced It's like, oh, go find a mentor, go find, you know, a class go online and do this on the weekend and so Mm. life is becoming really full because we're taking on all of these responsibilities and so my goal was you know how do I help people accelerate their learning Uh, how do they help them think through not only what to do but why and what's in it for them Mm -hmm. and how it actually can bring joy back to the leader herself or himself
1: Mm, I love that bringing joy back because they're checking out and how do we rekindle this fire so how does a manager know whether coaching is a skill that he or she would need
2: for me it's not even a question mm. a little bit i was telling you before the show that i never really expected to write about a book about coaching it was just a skill set that was critical for me in order to work with groups and organizations as i designed or delivered executive development leadership programs. And mm-hmm. so of course you're going to have these one-on-one conversations all the time before, during and after the event. Mm-hmm. And so slowly I started to realize this is about, you know, 20 years ago, I have this story in the book where I just started having a conversation with somebody and my colleague who I had hired to work with me said, "Lisa, that's not how you do it. Why are you having a conversation like that?" And what what do you you don't have you don't talk to a, you know, a CEO like that." And I was like, mm-hmm. "What are you talking about?" <laughs> And then I, you know, that began my exploration of what does that one on one conversation look like? And so this idea of coaching is really for everyone. And it's about, again, achieving results, but at the same time, it's about helping people learn how to learn. It's about helping people develop and it's about helping people connect with why it's important for them. And so in the book, what I do is I bring together the ideas that you don't have to have a people conversation one day, like Mm -hmm. in terms of what are you, where are you going? What are your goals for the year? What are you going career? Like that's one. And then there's another conversation Mm -hmm. that's about, Hey, what I need you to do at work. So what my book intends to do is to try to help people find the red thread in a conversation that brings it together, whereby you are having the conversation you need to have regarding to performance in the organization at the same time as, what does this have to do with anything? What does this have to do with you? What does this have to do with your development? And I have a little formula in there about how to make that happen. So you're doing two things at once. You're not just separating out these conversations into who are you as a person, like you said, what are your simple pleasures? I wanna understand how somebody's simple pleasures, what they do in their off time, you know, if they're motivated by community, like I said, mm. what does that have to do with being at work? Mm. What does that have to do with showing up fully at work as somebody who cares about community how can you bring that part there and what does this have to do with supply chain or what does this have to do with whatever your job is uh yeah. you know PL, your PL uh responsibilities mm-hmm. what does that have to do with anything and there is a connection and it's the people's manager's opportunity to find it bring it together and have people put together why they do what they do why it's meaningful why it's important and therefore become more engaged
1: Mm, mm, mm. why it's meaningful, why it's important. Therefore, they're going to become more engaged. Wow. So it's we're talking about a heightened awareness in these managers to be able That's to capture right. these moments, the opportunities.
2: That's right. And they're everywhere. And often mm. why we don't see them is, of course, that we're moving too fast. And I think, you know, it was wonderful how you opened up this show and talking about slowing down, reminding ourselves that we can be in an open space. And that's really what coaching is, this moment for people to slow down, mm-hmm. as you well know. And it's so difficult because so many people are operating on on and off. Yes. <laughs> and so how can we as leaders be less predictable in that way and actually know how to go fast and how to go slow? Mm-hmm. And so right now, for example, I'm quite aware that I'm speak- I've am speak. i been speaking fast. Why? I'm intentional. I've got my four reasons for moving fast in this conversation. And right now in the moment, just like any leader can do with awareness is to breathe in and take a moment to say, Hey, Christy, I just noticed something. And I wonder if we could just slow down for a minute and have a conversation about that fact and what I just noticed. And, you know, would you be open to that and knowing how to, through their pace, their rhythm, calm it down, and have a different kind of conversation that's meaningful and not so quick.
1: Lisa, I'm tearing up because you did it so masterfully, but demonstrating in the moment, and I felt it. The whole energy of our conversation shifted.
2: I think that is a skill set that is maybe not sufficient, but definitely required as it relates to being a people leader who can continue to help people make meaning about the moments and experiences of their day and to create colleagues, who help support colleagues to tune in to what it is that they're doing and why they're doing it and why it matters. Because you don't have insights and you don't have meaning when you're moving at a thousand miles an hour. And that's the idea of you know journaling in the morning, right? To say, okay, I moved fast yesterday. Let me capture, let me actually learn from that. What do I want to remember? What do I want to take away? And it's not different for people managers in the workplace to help support people to be learning all the time about what's happening around them and what does it really mean? And how can they sort of shape that in a way that's a win-win-win for the organization, for them as people managers, and as well, of course, and primarily for that individual to find their flow at work. Find their flow.
1: I love that. Find your flow at work.
2: Yeah. That's
1: beautiful. Just beautiful. That's a pause moment. You got me. So the development of coaching model, talk to us about your model here.
2: Mm-hmm. You so this, deeper? so this model again, at its core, I think what it's what's different about it mm-hmm. is because there's, if, if any one of your mm-hmm. listeners were to, were to Google coaching model, Mm-hmm they're going to find a lot of similarities about the 60 models that they see pop up. And yet, so it's sometimes not always obvious to understand these differences. And actually, every time I teach this model or look at this model or think about this model, I get new insights, actually. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Even, you know, I never stop learning about Mm. even my own stuff. I love it. It's really interesting. But the model is, I think, different in Mm -hmm. that it focuses more on the here and now most models or i say that there's a big model out there which is called the grow model maybe some of the listeners have heard of that that if there's any model they've heard of it's probably that one i know some large organizations use that one
1: yeah
2: it's fundamentally it's a it's a gap analysis it's like where do i want to be you know where am i now how do i get there and that's all right. There's something meta about that. That makes sense, right? We all need to know our intention. Isn't that a gap model? Well, yes and no, (laughs) because as it relates to using either the future orientation about where do I want to be? It's like, you know, you start moving towards something by trying maybe to create new habits to start doing something different. Let's say, for example, that you want to become more relational in the way that you show up at work. You're, Mm -hmm. you're in your head. Let's say you're, you're doing your thing every day, you're showing up at meetings, you're being an expert that you were hired to be. Mm -hmm. But let's say, you know, your relationships aren't perfect. And, you know, you create some waves where you go like, and let's say you decide, okay, I need to be more relational. So I'm going to start thinking about how I can be more relational. I'm going to start slowing down and I'm going to start checking in with people and asking them about what's going on in the background of their... Of their screen, you know their Zoom calls. That I'm gonna just try to ask about their family, right? So it becomes this sort of list of things that you want to start working on. So I think that is a lot of what pe- how people approach their own development, and then they just kind of push through it, and they're like, "I don't want to be doing it. I feel impatient. I want to get to the work. I don't actually want to ask about those really interesting things behind <laughs> you, and I just really want to get off the phone. I mean, I like look, I care about you, Christy, but. I just want to get done and so that I can pay attention to what's going on in my own life and and get off. So what's the in-between space? And for Mm -hmm. me, the in-between space is the magic of understanding what is it about who you, like about the assumptions you make, Mm -hmm. about why you do what you do, And actually becoming more of yourself, becoming more clear, more aware. You used that word earlier, which is, of course, a huge important word around how aware am I of why I do what I do, because to the extent that I can hang out there about who I am and why I do what I do, I'm able to have. Higher awareness and Mm. therefore potentially decide I do or don't want to be more that way. And now the idea is not to necessarily change anything. It's just to get to know oneself better because those choices will emerge. They will emerge. Like as soon as you start asking me, now tell me, Lisa, you know, tell me about this community thing. You say you're into community, but you know, that's already a level down, but let's go a level further than that. What is it about being in a community that's important to you? And is as you start asking me that question, I start getting clearer about why I do what I do mm-hmm. and if it's actually serving me. Okay. I'm going to just pause there. Cause that's a lot. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. When you mentioned that you made me think about in my own therapy session, because I'm very achievement oriented, I would say, improve, improve, improve. And my therapist said, how about we say, explore, just explore who Christie is instead of improving her. Like, let's just
2: find out what's there. <laughs> I was right. already ready to change her. Right. And the, here's the thing. You you signed up to go see this lovely person who's supporting you.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So sounds like you're motivated enough. Do you really need to identify exactly some external goal that somebody suggested to you? Or do you actually need to guide yourself through this process? So I'm imagining there's a few listeners thinking, well, wow, that sounds like slow rowing. <laughs> and yet it's actually a investment in a person that allows them to not just change or think about changing one aspect of the way they are, but it's whole scale evolution mm-hmm. because as you asked me about what does it mean? What does community mean? Or what is it? What do I, why do I say that? Mm-hmm. I suddenly, hopefully over time, I get to know myself so well that I'm able to, to feel an integrated movement in the world around that fact, either to become moved more toward that and That's do more cool. of it in places where I could really leverage that strength of mine, or I could say, hold on a minute, my relationship to be in community is not serving me in terms of what I want for myself. And now I'm making changes for myself in, the, in my whole entire life and in my morning, my noon, my night, in my after work, my during work, and now I'm actually evolving and transforming as a person based on... This whole notion of being in conversation with somebody that I trust about why I do what I do. And it's no longer a gap analysis where I'm one by one checking off things I need to get done in my day.
1: Mm -hmm. Wow. That goes back to that
2: meaningfulness. Exactly. Just checking it off. Wow. My
1: goodness. And even when we talked about the love of community, because now you have a new community on this podcast... How many neighbors are we going to touch? woo hoo global community. Absolutely fascinating what you're sharing here. I know we're at the end of our discussion, and I want to just open it up for you, whatever the last piece of information you'd like to share for us that's going to lead to our own inner transformation, our evolution.
2: Wow, that's a big invitation. I think what I want to say is that there's something about showing up in an authentic way and showing up as yourself that only becomes possible when you slow down and have a conversation. And these sorts of ways to support yourself as not just a, a leader in the workplace, but also as a human being is everything. And so trying to put out the best version of yourself, really the this show is a great example of that, of you know, giving people a chance to pause and think about who they wanna be and who they are naturally leads to great choices in life. And so coaching for me is it's one of the ways that we take that time to reflect and think about who we are and what we want and be able to become that person because we've actually, you know, given ourselves that support, we've slowed down. And, you know, the idea, the core idea of the book is that it can be completely integrated with what we're trying to achieve at work. It does not have to be two separate conversations. Organizations need people who are getting the work done and have a connection to that work. And so, you know, finding those linkages and stopping to be explicit about what is the link between who you are and actually the fact that you've got this goal on your, you know, development plan or on your, on your goals for the year Mm -hmm. finding that link is really a powerful thing Mm -hmm. and it doesn't need to feel like something extra it just needs to be integrated into the conversation and this book gives you a formula for how to set up a conversation Mm -hmm. it's like setting the table before you eat Mm -hmm. and so do you have all the things on the table that you need and if you do you're able to actually create something really delicious to eat and that is my idea of this book is let's explore these items together and figure out how we can get to where we all want to be
1: what a beautiful picture you're leaving us with (laughs) i love it absolutely love it it's feasting time my goodness (laughs) get the work done but stay connected to it ladies and gentlemen wow you got to get this book leading for learning leading for learning to connect with Lisa. She is on LinkedIn, Lisa J. Coss. that's K-O-S-S. What a beautiful, beautiful conversation. While you took us on a journey, we explored, we paused for, from the cause. We got some insightful jewels for our journey. We are equipped for a beginning. We are prepared to start having different conversations, deeper conversations, more thoughtful conversation. And your last of last words, Lisa, that you want to leave with us.
2: Well, I would just say that, you know, being pragmatic is really important to me. I grew up near Chicago and, you know, in that part of the world where I grew up, it's all about being practical. So to the extent that any of this is seems like, oh, I couldn't do it, dare to, to give it a try. I mean, we owe it to ourselves to bring more joy to ourselves and bring more connectivity at work. We spend so much time at work. And so, this is a this is a very pragmatic. It's not a long book. It's, you know, less than 150 pages. It's very practical. I'm not here to really sell the book. I'm just wanted to invite people to think about how they can do more in the moments that they have with people to you know, deepen the trust and deepen the results and deepen the connections, but also the business results. So it's about really doing more in the moments that we have by being more aware and tying in and, and integrating all of those elements to have the result that has everybody smiling. So that's, the, that's the idea. And I hope that, you know, each person who's listening you know, just thinks about whether they are really using those moments with people to their maximum potential. Yes.
1: I love it. Profoundly stated. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to remind you that we have the opportunity every single day to live well, to love well, and to lead well. Continue on the journey. It's everlasting. And we will see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in.
0: Thank you for listening to the Queenfidence Lifestyle Podcast with image confidence expert Christy Kennedy. May you find the strength to stand and the courage to conquer insurmountable obstacles. Visit us online at www.queenfidence.com. What is life without sparkle? You were created to shine. It's time to do what diamonds do. Wellness is wealth and life is limitless.